of a star by twitter's furniture welcome to lick knack news i'm alex and i'm anthony and my story this week is technology news this is from cnet and the headline is major energy breakthrough milestone achieved in u.s fusion experiment yes I did see this headline. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you've heard about this. It was kind of everywhere. Um, So it was on Tuesday of this week. uh, Scientists at the National Ignition Facility at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory (laughs) announced that they have, for the first time, achieved net energy gain in a controlled fusion experiment. Yay! Yes! It's the future! Yes! Everyone, yay! Everyone knows what that means, so I'm not going to explain any of it. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, please, <laughs> please explain, because to be honest, I did not, I don't know anything about how they did it or what they did, the details. Yeah. This is one of the few, like, high-level like high level science concepts I think I actually kind of grasp after having read about it now, so... Um, Nice. So this particular facility has been trying to master nuclear fusion for a while now uh, in an effort to harness the massive amounts of energy released during the reaction uh, because the energy is like the cleanest energy that there is. Uh, it doesn't produce greenhouse gases or radioactive waste. Oh. Um, which is the opposite of, or not the opposite, but <laughs> different from nuclear fission, um, which produces nuclear waste or radioactive waste and also has like the threat of a nuclear meltdown explosion type stuff like that's not a thing you have to worry about with nuclear fusion which is why it's kind of like the holy grail of uh of nuclear energy there's no it does okay that's cool i didn't know that i didn't know that yeah it doesn't produce that risk because so again this is my like having read an article about it, knowledge of this, but like Mm -hmm. basically when you induce this like reaction, it's like that, what you've created just like is generating energy until it burns itself out. And like, so there's like nothing left behind from that. Um, So fusion, I'll explain what fusion is, I guess. Fusion is a reaction between the nuclei of atoms uh, that occurs under extreme conditions like those present in stars. Uh, The sun, for example, is about 75% hydrogen, and because of the heat and pressure at its core, uh, the hydrogen atoms are squeezed together, fusing to form helium atoms. Um, So, yeah, so basically at the center of the sun, there's so much gravity like the, the gravitational pull is so strong that it's like pushing all of these atoms together, causing them to fuse into other atoms. And like that fusion causes a, like a massive amount of energy, but it also takes a pretty large amount of energy to get that to happen, yeah. which is why like it's been so hard to do this on earth because like the star is a perfect system for it because it's like this constant self-sustaining like pressure due to the gravitational pull, due to its extreme mass. Um, okay. And so it's just basically like the gravity itself provides the energy needed to co- create the energy released by the fusion of these uh, atoms. Um, and that's why stars eventually burn out, because eventually they like go through all of their atoms and yeah. the, process, the process stops. 
Um, despite decades of effort, however, there had been a major kink in these fusion experiments. The amount of energy used to achieve fusion has far outweighed the energy coming out, which is kind of implied what all what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so as part of this mission, scientists had hoped to achieve what they call ignition, where the energy output is greater than or equal to the uh, laser drive energy. Like the way that they, that this particular facility is trying to achieve nuclear fusion is basically by like firing a bunch of lasers at this little capsule. And the capsule contains, I believe the atoms that they're trying to fuse. Okay. And like by firing all this energy, it like creates something that like the, whatever heat or combination of things that it's creating with firing all those lasers at it causes Uh the, uh, the atoms to collapse into each other and fuse. Um, okay. So, they want to create more energy than they are putting in. Uh, in August, yes. of, which <laughs> it seems kind of basic, but like it's like really hard to no. do. Uh, <laughs> I honestly thought it was impossible. Yeah, completely honest. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, kind of had thought it was impossible. Um, even though there's a lot of people that are apparently doing this around the world. But anyway, this particular lab um, last August. Uh, revealed that they had come close to the threshold by generating around 1.3 megajoules against a uh, laser drive using 1.9 megajoules. So that, I don't remember if this is the people that we talked, because we definitely talked about somebody getting close to nuclear fusion on a previous episode. I vaguely remember that, but I don't. And the, and the 1.3 megajoules sounds familiar to me for some reason. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just imagining that, but I we might have been talking about this. Yeah. Um, so basically, they got really close to breaking even. Um, but uh, then on December 5th of this year, uh, they managed to cross the threshold. Uh, more specifically, oh. they kickstarted a fusion reaction using about two megajoules of energy and were able to get about three megajoules out. Um, so, like, not a huge return on their investment, but pretty. But it's pretty, more. It's more. So all they, they have created, to do is just make it a circle. <laughs> they created energy. Right. <laughs> exactly. They just have to make it a big circle and we'll have unlimited energy. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, easy. Why haven't they done it yet? Um, so, yeah, like this article says, this article actually went into a lot of details that I'm not going to, but uh, yeah. so I recommend looking into it if if you have more questions because they did answer a lot of them. Um, but they also they pointed out like a fully operational like energy platform connected to the grid and used to power homes and businesses is probably like decades away. Like we're not yeah. close. Um, this is an important step, but it is not anywhere near like commercialization. Um, also, like this is a kind of huge caveat. Uh, the calculation of the energy gain only considers the energy that actually hits the target. Um, and not the very large amount of energy that is consumed uh, just supporting that infrastructure. So basically, they're firing like a huge amount of lasers at this thing, and they're only counting the ones that hit it. Um, and they said in this case, it's about 400 megajoules worth of laser power or whatever oh. that they're firing at this thing. So overall, so- they are not breaking even. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like even a little bit, which is concerning that's, obviously that's so, like, uh, part of the process of like actually making something like this viable would be finding a way to make sure you're only hitting it with like like all of your energy going in is 
going to this process. Otherwise, yeah. you're not you're not making an energy profit. Um, huh. And yeah, yeah there, that's a the problem. article. The article also listed some other groups that are trying to achieve this, um, but none of them have gotten this far. Um, and there's there's apparently other ways to achieve nuclear fusion that other groups have been investigating, and some of them have made some like pretty bold predictions as far as what they're going to accomplish by like 2050. Um, yeah. But uh, so far, no one's delivered, uh, and this is the only this is the only group that's achieved something of like significant note. But again, <laughs> obviously, a lot of lot of uh, yeah. stuff is going to be necessary before anything like this is even feasible as an energy source. Wow. Still cool. Ugh, still really it is important. still cool though. And really, yeah, such a huge step. Like, I wonder if there's any, like, like, do you think this is like Nobel prize worthy work? It might be like, this is the, the article also made the good point. Like someday, like when we do find a way to make this viable, like we're going to look back at this day and like, this is like, this was the turning point. Yeah. December That's what it seems like to me. 2022. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a big, it's a, it was a big year in nuclear fusion. <laughs> yes. I said entertainment news because I actually wasn't sure what category to put this in. Um, the, the, this is from The Guardian, and the headline is Twitter office oddities go up for auction. So, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I just, this article just made me laugh so much, but basically, um, the Twitter, like headquarters, like the office, they're, they're just auctioning off a bunch of stuff that was in their office, but some of the items are just really unexpected. <laughs> I wonder why they're doing that. Did something happen at Twitter? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? But I, I have to read some of the quotes that they had in here. Um, the online auction next month will feature hundreds of the company's surplus corporate office assets <laughs> that could add a certain je ne sais quoi to any, any <laughs> home or workplace from bizarre decor to high-end cooking equipment. <laughs> you know um, it's the, good when it involves the phrase je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I know, I know. The sale comes amid Elon Musk's chaotic $44 billion takeover of the company, which has brought rapid-fire policy changes... You know, chaos, etc. I was going to say, um, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Lots of chaos. <laughs> uh, this is good. A representative for the auctioneers, uh, who are Heritage Global Partners, told Fortune that the auction, quote, has nothing to do with Twitter's financial position, adding, if anyone genuinely thinks that the revenue from selling a couple computers and chairs will pay for the mountain there, then they're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I went and looked at the link uh, to the actual auction website. It's not you can't you can't bid on anything yet because it's not starting until January. But um, here were some of my fun finds from this: um, a quote high performance task chair, which I have on my list because of the Guardian's description of this item, which I'm going <laughs> to read to you. Nothing says high performance like sitting down. <laughs> turn, 
turn workday programming into extreme coding with this seat, which uses the latest in sedentary technology to shield your thighs and butt from direct contact with the floor. It's surprising Musk is willing to part with this at a time when his priorities are extremely hardcore. Oh, I just thought that That's was pretty good. Good. Um, they also have a rotisserie oven with 24 spits in it. Um, what were they doing they at have- Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> so this, the items on this auction website gave me the impression that Twitter decided to put like an industrial kitchen in their office for whatever reason. Huh. Like, I don't know if it was a Silicon Valley thing, like, but there's all sorts of like stuff you would find in, I think like a, restaurant but not even a normal restaurant like a restaurant feeding like hundreds of people all the time i don't know it was like that type of equipment was there so but like even knowing that there was just some interesting things like what like a rotisserie with 24 spits and it. it was like a giant rotisserie thing like the type of like what they have at costco like one of those yeah yeah, yeah. that's why i'm that's why i'm confused <laughs> yeah um five industrial looking espresso machines with like the multiple like things on them like oh, five of those okay Fancy. A flywheel meat and cheese slicer with a 13-inch blade and portable stand, which the picture was like, it was like a meat and cheese slicer on wheels. So you like wheel it around. Do they have, like, like why? Do they have, like, a company Costco? Like, is it just built into the, <laughs> I into don't the know. headquarters? Maybe they did. Got, like, apparently, a deli section, apparently. They have a deli. They just have a deli. You can go shopping. You can go grocery shopping in your office. You never have to leave. <laughs> right. Not one, but two greens machine, 20 gallon vegetable dryers. What do you think those are for? Because I don't know. I didn't look it up, but why does Twitter have so many wet vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, a three and a half foot high Twitter bird statue. And then my personal favorite item, a six foot tall planter in the shape of the at symbol. Um, wow. I have a photo of this. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, this is fun. It has succulents in it. Oh, okay. That's not what I was picturing. I like that better. <laughs> I thought it's it was actually like a big cool. pot that was shaped like an at somehow. That that's no, yeah, it's that's like kinda standing neat. up. It's like 90. De- it's like rotated 90 degrees. So the plants are coming out at you and it looks like an at symbol. I feel like you could use that for your general web based company. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you do, you have one. a web-based company. <laughs> do you have a web-based <laughs> buy <this> company. Buy this <laughs> at symbol. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, if you want, if anybody listening wants it, it's like a, one of those sit-stand desks. There's a bunch of those that they're selling for yeah. cheap. Probably, and so. they have a chair to go with it. Yeah, and a chair that you, that you mentioned earlier. Right, and a high-performance task chair. Oh, yes. So per, so performant. So, so yeah. In January, if you're interested, and you tell, tell your friends that you got a, a piece of furniture from the Twitter office. Um, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh. They'll be like, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Mega jewels. Ready, set, Go! go! So 
So this is from space.com. And the headline is, The Christmas Asteroid Challenge Starts Tonight. Here's how to join in. I missed the end. Here's how to join in. (laughs) Christmas Asteroid Challenge. The Christmas Asteroid Challenge. It's kind of weird because this is the only article that was referring to it as a challenge. Everything else is just talking about the Christmas Asteroid. Also, I don't know why it's called a Christmas Asteroid because it sounds like it's only going to be here from the 15th through the 19th. Um, Oh. But it's like... I guess the, the that time of year generally whatever. Oh, uh, okay. So it's this is an asteroid that could be has the potential to be as large as the Great Pyramid of uh, of Giza. We don't know for sure because we can't measure it that accurately in size, wow. but um, it's making a close approach um, starting early tomorrow morning. Uh, we're recording Wednesday, so early Thursday morning, um, and. Uh, the European Space Agency has issued the challenge to spot the the Christmas asteroid, um, <laughs> which is officially called 2015 RN35. Um, so I'm glad they gave it a better name. Uh, and they <laughs> encouraged anyone who does so to share their observation on social media using the hashtag ESA Christmas Asteroid. <laughs> it's kind of a wordy right. uh, hashtag. It's too long. I won't um, remember it. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to be able to see it. Because uh, I do not have a telescope, uh, mm. but uh, so they said the challenge the challenge starts in the early morning hours <laughs> on Thursday, December fifteenth, um, when the asteroid will be within around four hundred thirty thousand miles of Earth, which is about twice the distance um, from Earth to the Moon. So that's the sense of how close it is. It's, so it's not like super close, but it's fairly close. Um, and they said uh, you'll have until uh, Monday, December 19th, like I said earlier, to see the asteroid, uh, Though, even though it's uh, traveling at an estimated speed of around 13,500 miles per hour. So it's going real fast, but in space, that is nothing. So uh, um, it'll, yeah, be, right. it'll be in the sky for at least four days. Um, and they said, in good viewing conditions with clear and dark skies, uh, this asteroid should be visible with telescopes that are 11.8 inches or larger. So that's, it doesn't require like a super-powered telescope or anything to see it, um, huh. as long as you're in good conditions. In good conditions, So really, anyone with a telescope can probably see this one. It'll be bright enough. That's but, so yeah. cool. The Christmas asteroid. It's a new... Somebody should make a song about the Christmas asteroid. Add it to the canon. The Christmas asteroid comes every year. That's not even. Is that even it, true? But it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't though. But it doesn't even I come like, every year. I like the direction you're going in. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll need more time. I don't know yeah. if I can improv that one. That's that's. I'll fair. have to think about it. <laughs> well, funnily enough. Uh, my story is actually a very similar space kind of story. Um, okay. Just on on CNN today, there is an article about the Geminids. Me, gem, is that how you pronounce it? The Geminids. I think so. Geminids. I have, yeah. I have nothing to be, to make me believe okay. it is pronounced I, otherwise. <laughs> I always assume you just know how to pronounce everything. I don't know. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, that is the pronunciation. <laughs> um. 
Yeah. So I guess we are in, I don't know if we said this in a prior episode, but we're like in a period where it's more likely to see meteors because the Geminids are passing by Earth. Oh, cool. Um, and apparently this week is like the the peak like probability that you see like a shooting star, like a meteor or something. Oh, um, should I just look outside now? Yeah, just look outside right now. Um, oh. But I don't think, like it says, if you are in like a low light area and in good conditions, like you can see the sky, they said it's possible to see 30 to 40 meteors every hour. Whoa. Like for the next few days. I don't know. Like the toward the tail like the end of this week ish time frame. And then and then it's gonna like slow down a little bit after that, but you could still see them. So Huh. I don't know. It's like the probability of seeing it, obviously you're not gonna I don't think I mean, unless you live somewhere them. in a mount, in like a mountain somewhere where you can yeah. see the sky like super clearly clearly, you probably see a lot of them, but if you're in an area with a lot of like light pollution, you might not really see them. But But yeah, apparently we're in this like peak season for that. So that's so funny that there's like this asteroid too, because I think that's that's separate. Lots Um, of stuff in the sky right now. Yeah. Look up. Uh, And it says, "Oh no, I lost it." When the um, when the period ends, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me find it again. Okay, Um, they're technically active through December 24th. Okay. Oh wow. So that's a long that's a long period of time. Yeah. Um it's like it's a period of about like a little over a month. According to this article, November nineteenth to December twenty fourth is like the full like duration of it, but okay. there's like this week is like the peak time and then it's just gonna be like way less frequent. So you might still see stuff, it's just not gonna be it's gonna be harder to see or like it's just not they're not going to be as frequent i don't know i just keep saying yeah i'm like trying to think i'm just of a gonna stare to at the sky for the next week and hope <laughs> i see something yeah i've i've always wanted to see a bunch of shooting stars and it has never happened because i'm in cleveland well, I, and it's always cloudy i was gonna say i was gonna say it's always <laughs> it's either cloudy or we're in a place where you there's just too much light pollution i i have to tell you a story i don't remember if i told you this or not but about like what was it like a week ago or two weeks ago there was like this huge um, meteor that was visible on like the east coast of the U.S. and you could see it from here. And apparently, it like it was like this huge fireball thing, and it like turned blue in the sky and stuff. And it was like really cool. Did you hear about what? this? No. This why happened, why like, didn't I get to see it? <laughs> well, okay, I didn't see I didn't see it. But what happened was I was <laughs> I was out like picking up takeout, and I'm in my car, and I pull into my driveway, and I get out of my car, and my neighbor was outside. I think he just happened to be outside, outside, like by chance, and he just yelled. He yells over, "Hey, Alex, did you just see that?" And I was like, "What?" You know, he's like, <laughs> "Oh no!" There was this, there was this shooting star. It was like, it was huge, and it was, it turned blue, and it like lit up the sky. I've never seen anything like that. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like looking around. I'm like, <laughs> "Maybe, maybe there'll be multiple." I'm like looking. I didn't see anything. And he's just like, "Yeah, I thought maybe you saw it because you like just got here, like just happened." I was like, "Oh my gosh, I oh. missed it. I've always wanted to see something like that, and no. I just missed it." I just I missed hope, it. Uh, I hope the takeout um, was good at least. Yeah, I don't even remember what the takeout was. No, the rest <laughs> of my evening was ruined because I missed the shooting star. You and threw then, the takeout on the ground. Um, I look. <laughs> I was looking it up like the next day and stuff, and some people got had videos from like different like cameras, like house cameras and stuff, like caught it on video, so you could kind of see like it was like pretty bright 
for a, huh. for a meteor, but apparently it was visible like in a lot of states on like the east side of, of the U.S. because of wow. how big it was. Um, yeah, isn't that cool though? But it's like yeah, I didn't. Even I could have seen that. it. Yeah, yeah, it, that just happened. Yeah, it was like a week, maybe two weeks ago, something like hmm. that. Very recently. So I wonder if that was part of this, like, Geminids thing, because I didn't realize that was happening. Oh, yeah, probably. It could have been. That would make sense. But, yeah, almost. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one I'll day. see some shooting stars in real life and not just in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to get a lot of, a lot of yeah. pieces, of, a lot of star pieces or whatever they were yeah. called. Yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. Star fragments. That's what they were called. Star fragments. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news, on Twitter at, at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.